Hi, this is David Yaz of the Boston Podcast Network. We hope you are staying safe, sound, and sane as this year continues to drag on and we do all that we have to do to get through this pandemic. Well, how about this? If you want to be on a Zoom call that isn't dreadfully boring, please join us for Zoomapalooza, an interactive adventure of fun, games, comedy, and who knows what else. Tickets are absolutely free or hire us for your next office or corporate event. Just visit pod617.com slash Zoom. That's pod617.com slash Zoom. Now enjoy the following production of pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network. From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. This is our f***ing city. Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all the ships at sea, lovers, muggers, and thieves, welcome to the Boston Podcast. My name is Dave. If you like this podcast, please subscribe to us on Boston Podcast or wherever you find your pods. It is the show where we tell the stories of your city through the voices of your city. I have a wicked cool dude on the line today. He's an insurance guy. He'll tell you a little bit about that, but we got some funny games to play today. And I welcome to the show, to the virtual studio, Mr. Chris Torres. Chris, yeah. Wow, thanks, David. Thanks for having me. It's called Fanfare. It's called, as, as the great Michael Scott said, if you know anything about me, I enjoy fanfare for its own sake. So just that's why I'm constantly pushing these buttons and giving ourselves rounds of applause. Did you, as we record this, it is January 20th, 2021, and Donald J. Trump has just gotten on the plane to Florida. So I just, I like to set the stage for people. So did you happen to catch that, our president's departure today? I didn't. I, I kind of tuned out of, of that element of things. What's going to happen is going to happen, and the spectacle is only interesting for so long. <laughs> yeah, I think tomorrow is going to be the quietest day that we've had as Americans in a long time. It's <laughs> because it'll finally be over. Yeah. I, I just I couldn't resist laughing a little bit because Trump made his remarks, and uh, per per usual, he, he did sort of make it about himself, but it wasn't the worst farewell speech in the world. It was fine. He did say that... Uh, the COVID numbers are going to come down. And what he said was, look for those numbers to be skyrocketing downwards, which I think he invented a new phrase, skyrocketing downwards. You, you generally don't want your rockets to, to go down, I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> no, when that, when that happens, people at NASA are very unhappy. That's right. That's uh, right. Yeah, that's, that's a problem for Houston. So, Chris, tell us in a nutshell what you do. I know that you are a purveyor of supplemental insurance. And tell us what that is and how you help professionals and other people out. So I work with carriers like Aflac, Colonial, Boston Mutual. There's a bunch of them with supplemental benefits. So in a nutshell, I help employers bring benefits into their company so their employees can be protected. If 2020 has shown us anything is that life is unexpected and stuff happens. Yeah. So these benefits are just, there's a layer of protection for the employees. And what's great about it is it doesn't necessarily have to cost the employer anything to do. Essentially, they can just provide access to these benefits for their employees to pay for themselves as they and their family need. So it's really just a way of, there's a lot of companies that 
always say, well, I can't do benefits. That's way too expensive. It's outside of my range. It's really not. A brief conversation, you can see what, you know, what's possible and what you can do. You work with all sorts of companies, different size companies or whom? Yes. So initially I started with Aflac. So that was a lot of, you know, smaller companies was really the thing, Aflac and Colonial, although they can do hundred plus, but recently I've partnered with companies like Boston Mutual and Unum. So it really expands the offering. So really any size company can do something for benefits from a three man operation, even a, you know, two man operation up into hundreds of employees. There's something, there's a, a something that could work for everybody. And do you typically get introduced to HR people or managing partners of firms or VPs or who do you work with? It all depends on who handles that aspect for a company. In some larger companies, they have an HR department who handles it. In some of the smaller companies, it might be the assistant who's handling everything from payroll to benefits and all that. So it really depends on the size of the company. But basically, if you're somebody who works in that sphere for your company and deciding benefits and all that, I would love to have a chat. Very cool. And before I forget, we're not saying goodbye. This is just the beginning, people. We are, we're going to play, we're going to play a round of uh, burning questions with Chris and we're going to do a round of good stuff where Chris has got, it's under lock and key. I don't know what recommendation he's making to you listeners. So you're on your own, but I'm going to tell you about the greatest TV show that you're not watching. Guarantee you're not watching it. Guarantee you it's the greatest. And I will not stand by that guarantee in any way, shape or form. But what I was going to say was before we get to that stuff, Chris, how do people get in touch with you if they want to connect? So I'm in BNI, but the best way to contact me is my email. It's Christopher at accessenroll.com. And access enroll is access, A-C-C-E-S-S, enroll, E-N-R-O-L, all one word, dot com. Easy as that. So get in touch with Chris, awesome guy to network with, an awesome guy to play around of the game we like to call Burning Questions. Let's hit it. Just one more thing. I have a riddle for you. Answer the question. Music is kind of loud. Chris, you get the visual version of Burning Questions. So if you can picture listening public, if you can picture funny graphics that go along with these questions, then all the better. Chris, what did you want to be when you were a kid? When you grew up, you get the question. What did you want to be? Yeah, that's a good question. So I was always very heavily influenced by media, TV, movies, and all that. So what I wanted to be changed on a regular basis, though, I remember for a long time, I wanted to be Indiana Jones. (laughs) And and then I looked into it, and it turned out that archaeology... really isn't as exciting as it was made out to be in those movies but yeah that's probably archaeology is probably one of the fields that the expanse between what it really is and what we think it might be because of movies is vast i'm sure you mean i don't get a whip i don't get to punch nazis are you sure that i this is not what i signed up for right come on yeah i have a feeling it's a lot of digging for days and usually not finding anything my version of that might have been when I wanted to be a sports agent because it looks so cool. And then I volunteered for a, a sports agent for a number of months right when I got out of law school. And it is boring as hell, and the bad guy always wins. And so I'm glad we found other paths. That's a good one. What pizza topping best represents you? 
Ah, pizza topping. I have to admit to being fairly pedestrian in this regard, and I'm just a pepperoni guy. It's straightforward. You give me a pepperoni pizza, it's got everything on it I want. When people start to get a little crazy with pizza, sometimes they want to throw a pineapple on yeah. and all sorts of things that don't seem to, to fit. I just give me a plain old pepperoni and, and I'm good to go. Do you like it when the uh, edges of the pepperoni curl upward in crispy fashion? Not too much. I like it to be that perfect level, not like raw pepperoni, but just baked enough that it mixes in with the cheese properly. But if it goes overboard, my, my very delicate palate. We didn't, I didn't think we were going to do a deep dive on the texture of pepperoni today, but I'm, I'm glad we did. I like it. Always about texture, man. I, it's always about texture. That's right. <laughs> and speaking of textured characters, if you could be Batman or Robin, which one would you be and why? Ah, I have to admit, I've always been more of a Marvel Comics guy. So oh. Batman, I never, I'm, it's one of those things that I never saw the huge appeal of Batman. But if I had to choose between the two, yep. I'd go for Batman because, well, the way Robin dresses, I just, I don't <laughs> think I can pull that off. Who's your favorite entity in the Marvel Universe? Who's your favorite uh, superhero? I was always a big fan of Spider-Man from mm -hmm. very young, just because I always loved how even fighting, while fighting the villains, he had time to make cracks and sort of just constantly make jokes and comments and side comments, which they've reflected pretty well in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Which, which cinematic Spider-Man do you favor? Because there have been a lot, right? They have, and, and they've all been good in their times. I, I remember the dark days when we did not have good superhero movies. And oh, every yeah. superhero movie that came out was like, oh, it's going to be great. And I remember convincing my brother and sister-in-law to go see Howard the Duck because oh, it was God. the first Marvel movie. And I thought it was going to be amazing. And then I had to eat crow as we <laughs> sat there for that painful, yeah. it felt like four hours. And so now we're like in this time when it's, you can't go wrong. I, I actually kind of think that Tom Holland nails mm -hmm. the character the most mm -hmm. to what he was supposed to be. Yeah, I remember Howard the Duck. It, for those that haven't seen it, keep it that way. Don't see it because it, it's just, it was just like, it wasn't that, it was Spielberg involved in that movie? Do I want to say? Yeah, yeah I uh, believe he was. Yeah. The name on that, on the marquee, made you believe that this is going to be a work of art. Yeah. And, well, it was anything but. Yeah, the the lead character is an audio, a, a sort of grotesquely, uncomfortably looking audio animatronic duck that talks. So it's a, it's a wonder that it flopped. Amazing. What is in your fridge right now? Give us a, a couple, without going to the fridge and actually looking, Chris, tell us uh, what, oh, what we might find uh, in your fridge. Well, I know I have Coors Light in the vegetable drawer. <laughs> uh, of course, that's where it goes. Yeah, that's what it's for, right? Yeah. We don't have a lot. I have some, just probably some milk. I'm kind of looking at here. We're in between. We haven't gone shopping in, in, in almost a little over a week. So uh, there's not much, but my better half usually makes sure that we, we are, pro I am properly fed. Oh, well, good. <laughs> good. And yes, your lovely better half was on the show just recently. And so far you're doing much better than she did. No, don't tell her. Uh, don't, don't tell Roz I said, that's impossible. Happened. That's impossible. So Coors Light, I need to pause on that for a moment because some would say that is an, ox, an oxymoron. No, they'd say right. it's, it's repetitive, Coors and Light. Are you a Coors fan? 
You know what? I've heard them all. I've taken more crap <laughs> for my love of Coors Light over the years, and I just shrug it off. Yes, I realize it's pretty close to water, and I realize that it's uh, it's not. People are like, why don't you try good beers? And I'm like, I don't want good beers. I just want a beer that just goes down smooth. It's just it's good enough for me. I'm a simple man with yep. simple taste, and Coors Light. You be you be you you be you. But you anticipated the the. You already gave the punchline to the joke I was going to tell that's it's the it's a British comedian's joke I think and it's why is American beer like making love in a canoe because it's fucking close to water ha ah, thank you thank you all right we'll although I do I will say I do like the fact that when it's cold because the mountains turn blue that is pretty I, cool I'm surprised I like any kind of beer that gives you like a visual cue of when it's time to drink yeah because so. it's like a beer and kind of a game too in a way yeah. if you were a character from the Star Wars universe which one would you be Chris Torres a lot of people go, they want to be a Jedi, they want to be Luke, but I kind of like the Han Solo, the early days of Han Solo. Oh, yeah. Smuggler, there's something, uh, another Indian, fits right in with the Indiana Jones. Maybe I have a secret crush on Harrison Ford. <laughs> well, who uh, doesn't? Come on. Right. Yeah. So, former. But, uh, yeah, I definitely want to smuggle things throughout. <laughs> it's funny because I remember seeing an interview with Han Solo, <clears throat> and it was, it was post Indiana Jones and post. Star Wars, at least the first three movies for each franchise. It was somewhere in there. And they asked him, would you ever return to play Han Solo? And he said at the time, it's kind of a uh, shallow character for me, wouldn't you say? And then they asked him, would you play Indiana Jones? And he said, in a heartbeat. And I remember thinking, is there that much difference between the two characters? Really? Come on. Yeah. And, then, and then, of course, he ate his words and, and apparently happily came back and played Han Solo. Um, well, it was the size of the check. I mean, I'm sure. at the end of the day, there was enough <laughs> zeros on it that he said, ah, shallow or not, I can do it again. I know. But did you enjoy, I, I got to say, of all the new, the newer Star Wars entries, that, that first sort of comeback tour film, which I believe was Force Awakens, I had a lot of fun with that. You seem like a guy who's not ashamed to nerd out over such things. Oh, never. I, I, it I, wasn't that film. I loved it because it was like having a party with your old friends. It's like, oh, there's Chewie and, and there's Princess Leia. Yeah, there definitely was that element. Although I felt like they didn't lean into that enough. I think The Mandalorian on Disney Plus did it better where they kind of realized what the fans really wanted. So it was to catch up with the old characters and see where they were at. Where those latter three films just really felt like they were set dressing for this new era of Star Wars characters, which we were going to supposedly love. And I don't know, I just think it could have, it could have done more fan service than yeah. they, they ended up doing. And they, the, for the last two movies, I would agree with you completely because it, it got more into sort of a dark, everything has become with apologies to fans like you, Chris, everything has come like dark comic book now. And so mm -hmm. those, the la and and sometimes almost too complicated, like, I don't want to have trouble following the the plot in a Star Wars movie. Come on. I want to, like, gorge some popcorn and enjoy myself. But anyways, we move on. Time for a couple more questions, Chris. Um, using a scale of 1 to 10, rate yourself on how weird you are, with 1 being, I guess, like, who would be the most serious guy ever? Like Clint Eastwood, I guess? And 10 being, of course, Weird Al Yankovic, the patron saint of weirdness. Oh, I, I, yes, he is my patron saint of weirdness. I, I give myself at least, I can't be 10 because only Weird Al is 10, <laughs> but I'm going to give myself like a solid eight, eight and a half. I like that. Weird is good. We need more weirdness in the world. Are you actually a fan of Weird Al? 
Oh yeah, I think he's much underrated. A lot of people just think of him for his parody songs, which are good. He has a very a good mind for those. But some of his best stuff is his originals or when he captures the essence of a band without parodying one of their songs specifically, but he just is able to capture how they sound. And musically, the guy's talented. He can, and his band is great too. They're just an amazing, I've seen him in concert. Uh, multiple times and met him back really yeah, i am a weird al fan that that's cool i've heard he puts on an amazing show it's it's strangely enough it's one of the like sort of holes in my game as far as bands that i want to see before they die i never got to see prince so that that was sad when i missed that opportunity but weird al is is on there he did you'll know this he did a parody not a parody but it was almost like a weird alish salute to hamilton of course the broadway show and it basically setting the, all the moments of the play to his trademark polka beat. And it was hilarious. And he actually went on The Tonight Show and did it and with, what the hell's his name? Miranda? I can't think of his name. The Miranda, oh, yeah. the Hamilton I, guy. I, I'll find it. Anyway, he's, this proves that I'm getting old. This guy is one of the most famous guys in the world. And it, with something, Miranda, what's his name? Lynn Manuel Miranda. Jesus, yep. Dave. All right, I'm embarrassed, but but yes, I'm right there with you. But you, eight point five is strong. That's a strong weird. Like All right, if um, this is a weird question, how would you market ping pong balls if ping pong itself became obsolete? Could you still sell ping pong balls? Well, you just market it for the drinking game. The, the, <laughs> I mean, that alone, throw the ball in the cup, drink, take a drink. That's correct. Ping pong. Ping pong seems frustrating. I don't know uh, <laughs> why you would want to play that. I just seem to stand there and have the ball just fly off the table. So, no, I'd rather use it in the drinking game. Right, we'll give you points for that one. That's the correct answer. Everybody, of course. Light, of course. <laughs> of course, light. We'll do two more questions with Chris Torres. Tell us about the worst boss you ever had. You don't have to name uh, names. Yeah, <laughs> name names. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good question. I've been fairly lucky in that I haven't had extremely terrible bosses. I've had the ones with a little full of themselves and but I've no, I I have to say that I have not had terrible bosses over the years. Usually they've been okay. So think of the best boss you ever had and why was the best boss you ever had the best? Oh, the best. Well, I, I worked for 15 years in publishing. I was at Hachette Book Group, which nobody ever heard of, although it's like publisher of James Patterson and and, and a lot of big names that, that the Twilight series was our fault. Oh, wow. And uh, so I was there for 15 years. And during that time, my boss in the customer service department was the best boss of all time. And he just, he just listened. He respected all, his, all of us who worked for him, treated us like people, understood that life comes before work and tried to accommodate when things would pop up and I'll always be and treated me well there and and since so he'll always be a tops in my book excellent skipping that question too I don't know when this is a good question to end on but what's your go-to COVID mask when you go to the, the supermarket are you rocking any fancy kind of mask or Oh yeah, I don't have it in front of me now. I love masks that have something. I have smiley faces I wear sometimes, but when I want to let my geek flag fly, I yeah. have a little Dungeons and Dragons face mask. It has the little D&D symbol with the ampersand being a dragon <laughs> that I had custom made. I figure if we're going to have to wear masks, let's make it stylish and a reflection of our personality rather than just blank. So I think it's a good opportunity now to... I yeah. like it. And you've done very well acquitting yourself during burning questions. Chris Torres, well done. All right. 
Studio audience getting rascally. In a moment, we are going to play a quick round before we go of good stuff where both Chris and I will recommend something good for you to consume in some fashion. And before we do that, let me take just a minute to tell you what we do here at the Boston Podcast Network. Pod617.com is where you go if you want your own podcast. Would you like to start a show of your own? Now is a perfect time to do it. You can do it all remotely. Now, mind you, you can come to our Westwood Mass Studios that are sanitized for your protection, socially distanced, and all that stuff. But most people are doing it remote these days with the technology we have. Why not start a show right from your own couch? We'll send you out a quality USB mic. We'll produce the whole show from start to finish the intro music, the outro music. Podcasting is a great way to keep in touch with your clients, potential clients. You invite them as guests on your show, and they're just amazed at the quality show that we produce. Go to pod617.com to get started. The Boston Podcast Network in pod we trust. All right, let's play good stuff. Oh, that's the good stuff. Christor has this show scouted well. He knows that if people don't dance to the good stuff intro, then I get upset. But he was bopping very nicely, especially since it's not even 10 a.m. this morning. Well, very good, Chris. Uh, tell us, do you have something to share with our listening public as to something that might brighten their day? So good stuff. I, we just watched the second season on Netflix of a show called Dead to Me. And Ooh, it's got yeah. Tina Applegate and Linda Cardellini. Mm -hmm. It's a darker comedy. You might start watching and go, how is this going to be fun? But trust me, hang in there. The second season is out on Netflix. The third and final season is coming out. So they're going to wrap it up. So it'll be wrapped up in a nice bow after the third season. And uh, it's a darker comedy. It is funny. It is just good stuff. Let's, since you bring it up, let's take a, a quick peek at the trailer for, because I know this show and actually I started and I got, lazier got stuck in season one or something but now you have me intrigued so we're going to chris you can watch and our listening public can listen to the trailer for season two of dead to me here it is call the police how's it gonna look if i go to the cops steve killed my husband my boys can't lose me no one can ever know what happened judy's back hi i thought judy wasn't gonna be in our life anymore guess you guys can't stay away from each other huh how are we supposed to figure out what to do with a dead body? I don't know. Baby, get ready, set. All I can think about is movies that involve wood chippers or dissolving a body in a bathtub. That is the man I was gonna marry. He deserves some dignity. I'm sorry, Judy. Not everything is a Disney movie is about to start fucking castle fucking sparkle time, okay? <laughs> That's a good line. All right, you get the point. What is that? Is that season two? Because that reminds me of season one. No, that's season two. That is so, season two. Okay. Way, you got to watch season one because that kind of gave away a little spoiler, but yeah. hopefully people will just blank that from their mind as they watch. <laughs> I know it, it involves murder and covering up, and you wouldn't think that it'd be funny, but those two just interact so well with each other, and it, it is just a riot. And, yeah, uh, dark comedy, or black comedy, I guess you would call it. Yeah. Comic, something that's yeah. funny that isn't supposed to be. I think Quentin Tarantino cornered the market on that for a while. But that's a good one, and I you may prompt me to revisit it. It reminds me, actually, there's a kind of a thriller like that. There are a lot of movies that, that the premise is 20 minutes in, somebody's dead, and the person that killed them has to figure out what to do with the body. It's just a, it's a premise of a lot of good movies, actually. And there's a movie that this wasn't, this isn't even my entry for good stuff, but there's a movie I just found on, I think, Amazon Prime. And it's called Blow the Man Down, and it takes place in Maine. There are a lot of bad New England accents in it. 
but it's like it involves like this seedy underbelly of a peaceful Maine beach town. It is mean also. Anyway, that's I'll have to review that on a future edition of this show. You have that to look forward to, people. Isn't that exciting? So we will now go to my share of the good stuff. And this is a show called Wentworth, or sometimes referred to as Wentworth Prison, I guess. It is on Netflix, and let's take a listen to the trailer for Wentworth Prison. You pay the price. Stripped of your rights. When can I talk to my daughter? Denied your freedom. Happy birthday, I promise. A long way from home. It's tough on the inside. Hey, sweet home, love. You better be tough on the outside. You got a few sides in here. No. I beg your pardon? I'm not doing it. You cross me again, and you're dead. Who will be top dog in cell block H? We don't negotiate with prisoners. Looks like you come in with your swagger and your youth. But unless you're just a scared looking girl. There's three ways it can end. Someone gets released, backs down, or ends up dead. The series that's taken Australia by storm. We're coming to get you. Went with prison. Coming soon to Channel 5. <laughs> Drama. <laughs> Conviction. Drama with conviction. Channel Five Australia. Wow, that that's something very weird about. That must be the way they do trailers in uh, in Australia, which is fine, I guess. Um, the new black kind of. We like to watch those kind of movies, those prison movies, because we want to see what it's like, but we don't actually want to be there to experience right. watching those movies. Yeah, kind of. Just, or, you know, our shows just kind of gives us the taste that we need. To- so you called it that that's the closest parallel is orange is is the new black sort of Australia. But it's so I, it kind of openly borrows from that show, I think, although orange is a new black, of course, was based on a true story. This one, as far as I know, isn't. And you could probably tell from the trailer, it's about a woman who is imprisoned. And the hero is always imprisoned for something that kind of isn't that bad, like like in Orange is New Black. I didn't realize selling drugs was a federal crime. I'm so sorry. But this woman is imprisoned for attempting to murder her husband, which sounds horrible, but her husband was abusive. And so he deserved it. And she didn't even go through with killing him. So she's good. And anyway, that's our main character. It gets into a lot of what prison life is like, I guess, in an Australian prison. And then they build in some humor and the characters are, it's a good watch. And it's one of those, like people are, I think, craving something to binge. And it's like, I want something. And people ideally want it to be like eight seasons. So they, so if it's good, then you get, you don't have to worry about what you're going to watch that night. Is, is there anything you're binging right now, Chris, besides Dead to Me? Hmm. Let's see here. I've been watching a lot of is the Good Place. Uh, oh yeah, that's, that's it, that wrapped up now, so it's totally there, packaged to binge freely. That's another good show. Our two choices today were very dark, though. I know. Dead to Me is a prison movie, and then and even the Good Place is about what happens after you die. So there's a right. theme going here. Yes. Death sells, as the scurrilous producer said in the movie Spinal Tap, in convincing his band to put out an album that was completely black. Anyway, how much blacker could it be? And the answer is none, none, more none black. more black. My my cousin Mikey is uh, an aspiring filmmaker or I guess amateur filmmaker. But the name of his production company is none more black productions. Nice. Which, so you got to love that. Anyway, so this has been fun for the nerds out there. And I proudly put myself into that category. But seriously, Chris Torres, awesome job today. Just so much great stuff. And uh, one more time, if you wouldn't mind, give people your email address so they know where to find you. So it's Christopher, 
in the traditional spelling, C-H-R-I-S-T-O-P-H-E-R at accessenroll.com, A-C-C-E-S-E-N-R-O-L-L.com. So cool. Well, the uh, half hour or so has just flown by. Thanks to you, Chris. Thanks for having me. It's been great. I hope you had fun. Terrific time, dude. All right, man. Chris Torres, good man to know. Reach out to him, network with him, do all that business stuff. On behalf of Chris, my name is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston. But if you're not from Boston, you must be the other guy. Have a great day, everybody. Oh, my God.